Okay, so I think I've I think I've got it recorded. Wait, I gotta get my notebook. And, nope. Oh. What? I, I gotta get a drink to it. Hold just a second. Okay. Well. Okay. Well. So I think it's going. All right. Um, Wait, do you need anything? Yeah, I probably have to go to the bathroom, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, it, you know, I'm old. Is it recording? Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, wait, what is this? Oh, this is the... Truly Unlimited Podcast. Here we go. All right, welcome back. This is another episode of the Truly Unlimited Podcast. My name is Jeff Plunkett, and I'm here with... Don Bruce. All right, and today we are picking up where we left off last time. Usually, every other time we, we do a, a study in Scripture, um, but today we've decided to go back a little bit. Last time we talked about who is God, and we've decided to talk about the attributes of God. And basically, here's the reason why. Look, we're saying that we're going to attach ourselves to God, we're going to focus on God, we're going to walk in His steps, walk in His ways, understand Him. Okay, well, if you don't, but if we don't know anything about Him, we don't understand His attributes, His nature, who He is then how can you how can you possibly attach you're you're attaching yourself to just a concept of the word god but with no meaning behind it right exactly and 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 if you listen to our previous podcast we had started out talking about who is god and we had mentioned that we we um tend to explain God based on who we are or what we're going through. And today we are definitely taking that to who God says he is, who the, who the word says he is, and, um, and framing it around that because that's what we have to base everything on. Right, yeah. If, if we start with us, like you said, right. and, and, and it's based in our need. This is who I need him to be because I've got this problem. And, and so I need him to be this. I need him to be the solution to my loneliness. I need him to be the solution to my financial struggles today. I need him to be the solution for my pain or my suffering or my my fears. I'm afraid I'm going to lose this person to a disease. And I, so I need him to be the solution for that. Whenever I don't have needs or intense wants, or I don't have any major fears going on, um, then I don't, I don't really need him. So, hey, God, you can just hang out. Right. He's our little God in our pocket, and we pull him out when we need him and put him back when we don't. Right. Yeah, which makes no sense whatsoever. Right. Makes no sense. That's, that's not a concept of God. That's a concept of an idol, and we refer to it as God. And then that's, right. that's not it at all. So we, we think it's extreme. No, we know. I, 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 I don't want to sound arrogant here, but I'm going to be confident in <laughs> saying that you must understand who God is in his permanence, who he always was before the foundation of the earth, not tethered to your needs, wants, fears, or experiences, but who he is apart from you. That's essential. That is essential. And there's, we almost never hear anybody in Christian circles, in churches, talking about this. They reference God. Oh, love God. Who is God? Well, I don't know. Well, and and we, in our previous podcast, just to say really quick, we had done a, a internet search and when we said who is god it always comes up with who is god to me not just who he is by himself now if we looked up the words the attributes of god we might come up with something but who is god should bring up these very things because it's not based on us yeah, because again, that if it is based on us, it's an idol. Right. If it's based on us, it's an idol. If it's based on because it's not about a God, it's about us. Right. Then and the the creation may reflect things of the Creator, but the creation doesn't define 
the creator. Mm, come on, tell it. All right, that's good. That's that's good. Um, yeah. yeah. Right before we go into the list of the attributes of God, um, there's a quote that I mentioned last time that I want to say again. It's from A.W. Tozer, and it says, if we take away any of the attributes of God, we do not weaken God, but we weaken our concept of God. Right. And in, before we started recording, you shared something you heard that I think is, a, is, is I understand the, the intent. I right. understand the intent, but the words are irresponsible. And it's where somebody said, God is as big as you want him to be. <laughs> Which is not true. God is, you can't shift God at all. You can't shrink or increase God. Right, right. It's our right. concept of God can be as big as we make it because that comes from, or the concept comes from our own mind. Who he is has nothing to do with us. Right, right. Yeah. And, and what's, here's, here's the thing that's frustrates to me about that. One, if that's what you mean, then say what you mean. Okay, but, so often it's, it's pastors who spend right. hours and studying. hours of time and they're looking at the little nuances of, of words in scripture. And so if, it, and they'll say stuff like, well, you know, if Paul really meant this, then he would have used this word, but he, he, what he's saying. But then they say, irresponsible <laughs> things like that. God is as big as you want him to be. No, he's not as big as you want him to be. He's, he's as big as he is, regardless of you. Right. <laughs> Right. It makes no sense. Right. Exactly. And and we do have to be I mean, I understand sometimes we say things off the cuff, but we have to pay attention to those and be aware because there may be people around us who do not have an understanding, who are struggling with that concept. And if they think, well then he's not if it's as big as I want him to be, he's not very big. You know, or I don't see him as very big. And then it's hard for them to trust their lives with him. And, and you know, I think the, the, the comforting issue, comforting thing is to know that even if my concept of God right now isn't very big, if my personal struggles seem to cloud everything that I think about, God hasn't changed, and he's still the same, and I can depend on that. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, you know, one thing, and, and understand, we're, we're, we're extending grace here. We're, we're, this is, isn't Christian bashing. <laughs> this is, we're, we're trying to raise Standard. We're trying to yeah, we're trying to raise raise up the process of really thinking out who God is. And, and here's here's my concern. You know, with with phrases like that, God is as big as you want him to be, because it's not accurate. And I get it. I understand what you said about, you know, what if people are listening and what they hear. Right. So they're interpreting it as God can be as big as I want him to be, and it can be as little as I want him to be. Okay. My, here's my biggest concern, is that that's what is genuinely the way people, the way Christians, the people that are saying it, are actually living. That's oh, absolutely. The way that, yes. And, and that's, that's my biggest concern. And that's why we're talking about this. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to go through, we're going to talk about the attributes of God or, or some of the attributes of God. Um, we're not going to go into massive detail, but we want to understand, want you to, to think through these things. Um, and there's, there's, you can do an internet search and you'll find some things that list these, these attributes of God. Great. Spend some time really conceptualizing. What does this mean? Right. Okay. Right. Okay, so we just want to read the first one and then go from there? Let's go for it. All right. Okay, so the first one we have is self-existent. God is self-existent, which means he has no cause. He does not depend on anything for his continued existence. Yeah, and basically, you know, whenever, whenever it says... 
you know, I am who I am. Whenever he was speaking to Mo, and Moses said, hey, who should I tell him sent me? And he says, I am who I am sent you. You know, so essentially what he's saying is he's, he's self-existent. Nobody created him. And, and this right. goes to what we just said. He's not, he, he's not created because you had a need. He's not created because you had a want. He's not created because, you know, you know the, the universe needed some help to, to maintain right. some stuff. He's not the, the universal janitor. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, uh, he's not the universe maintenance man. Right. You know, the, the super. Um, he's, <laughs> he is, he's self-existent. Um, he didn't need creation, and I think you said it earlier, and that we have another place where we're going to talk about this too. But, but yeah, he's he doesn't need, and nothing nothing sustains him. Right, right. He doesn't need anything to sustain him. He doesn't need you. Doesn't need me. Doesn't need water. He doesn't need anything. And what you said, he doesn't need. When he said he doesn't need you, that's something that we a lot of times struggle with what we say too Mm. because we feel like well god needs me to do this certain thing Mm. and he may have called you he may have put it in your heart he may have um given you a definite word that you need you should do this but his existence who he is doesn't rely on anything that we do. No, no, no. You, yeah. Look, if none of this existed, if none of this this world existed, we look around and we look at all the things. Yeah, I mean, and this for me, this is so much more comforting to think than to think about. Oh well, you know, what if this if this law is passed, then everything will be better. Or if this vaccine comes, and everything will be better. Or if they, you know, no vaccines or whatever, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever, wherever your camp is uh, on that. Right. You know, everything will be better. If this happens, that'll be better. If if you know, if the the the. I don't know, whatever. You know, we make it <laughs> if if Elon Musk and, and all of those make it to Mars, everything will be better. Look, here's the deal. If none of this existed, if none of none of this existed, if you and I didn't exist, the earth didn't exist, the moon and the stars and the the, the planets and the universe, if none of this existed, God still exists right god still exists and we'll talk about this a little bit later but he doesn't change he's always been nobody's spoken him into existence nobody gave him permission right nobody gave him a hall pass and that's hard for us to understand it is hard for us to understand and and it it just is i mean if we because that's not how we see things because we live in a temporary life yeah right temporary place right right um so the next one is transcendent meaning god is entirely distinct from the universe um as the carpenter is distinct from the bench excluding pantheism god and all and animism everything is god um and it um Here's the here's the thing. Sometimes people will say, "Oh, well, the universe is God. God is the, okay." Again, we've said God <laughs> created the universe. He cannot be the universe if He created it. Right. And if none of this existed, then He would still exist. So He's not right. the same. He's not in it. Um, he created it. Um, so it, it's not everything is God, or right. or everything um, or that. We are all God. Right. <laughs> right. That's, that, that it's silly. And I get it, you know, in, from one perspective. Again, because if, if you're inventing, if you're inventing a concept of God, hey, that, that's as good as any. Yeah. That, that's as good, a, good a, an invention of right. who God is. And that's why this is, this is why this is so essential. To understand this, 
Because if you're inventing a concept of God, then sure, why not? Let him be, you know, in everything. Whatever you want him to be. Yeah, or everything sure. is God. <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. You know, I mean, you know, make your cell phone God. I mean, if you're going to invent, you know, a God, I, I don't know, not a cell phone, because <laughs> that's not very reliable at all. Mine, you know, mine, it's a brand new one, and it's still, anyway. Um, but um, if you look at, I mean, there's just a few scriptures. You can have um, Isaiah 66, 1 and 2, Acts 17, 24, um, Psalms 102. I mean, there's quite a few scriptures that explain this. Yes, yes. And and also, yeah, and, and we, as we already said, you know, it, it's implied by the doctrine of, of creation. If God, if God created everything, then he can't be in everything, and everything can't be him. And, and one of these, I'm going to read one of these verses real quick. It's, it's Acts 17, 24, and it says, The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. Mm -hmm. So it's very clear he's not part of the world. Right, right. We didn't (laughs) conceptualize him. Right. And then he suddenly he was. that's, That's silly. And in the same way, we can't... With, it's <laughs> when we go in a church and all of a sudden act like, oh, now we're in the presence of God. Oh. And then anywhere yeah. else we're not. Right. <laughs> That's just, that is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I always used to, to laugh because it was such a weird, I, th- I think it's such a weird concept. If you're really thinking about, you know, what we say about God is, God is, you know, God sees everything, knows all. Okay, great. And then suddenly you walk, you know, somebody says something, oh, you shouldn't say that in church. Right. What? <laughs> shouldn't say that in, in God's house. Okay, and right. I understand the concept there. I understand what they're saying. But, okay, <laughs> where is God not? That's the, that's the point. If he's, if he's isolated to, you know, your little church or your, maybe your big church, Right. relatively big church is isolated there uh, come on is that apparently right. apparently he's only as big as you make him out to be and, and this is all the wood we had or all the the bricks we had so sorry god you're gonna have to fit in here or or Silly. we have this thing and i don't know if it totally goes with this but we have this thing that we have to work up everything in the service so he'll come <laughs> yes yes <laughs> you know and and that doesn't work either because nope. <laughs> nope. And, and and we'll go on to where yeah yeah because yeah. i would go off on that for yeah. a very long time and i, I so <laughs> you can't see my face i'm sort of laughing and sort of grimacing like, <laughs> don't do it jeff don't do it don't, don't okay. go off so we'll go to number three <laughs> okay number Good three choice. imminent god is imminent Though transcendent, God is present with and in the world. And that is excludes deism, which means God is out there, but he's not here. Right, right. And there's, there's some famous deists in, in American history, for sure, and in world history. But, but here's, the, here's the point, and this is, this is amazing, because he— not amazing like the word we overuse all the time. I mean, this truly is amazing that this this transcendent God who created everything. He's not. He doesn't need any of this to exist. Yet he is right there, present with us. Well, yes, exactly. That's that's the thing that if you could truly catch this concept, then in itself it could change some things within you because even though we say oh yeah god is here god's everywhere we still seem to have this idea that god did something in the beginning just set the world in motion to let it go 
And then, oh, things were really messing up. So there were a couple times he stepped in and corrected something a little bit and then stepped back and is just letting the world go just as it is without without care or thought, you know. And, and the thing is, yes, there's things we do and he's not controlling each little part of our lives, but he does want a relationship with us so the things that do happen and the things that he does and the things that he said all comes back to the fact that he desires a relationship with us he doesn't need it but he desires it yeah yeah he he creates the 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 proximity to us right. he creates it because we can we you know right. we, you know, I don't know. Just it's fascinating. <laughs> um, it is fascinating how arrogant we become in our feebleness. We are so feeble. We are we are incredibly feeble. Yeah, we don't want to accept that. We don't want to. You know, right. Oh no, uh, you might be bro, but I'm not. <laughs> um. Okay. Great. So go ahead, jump off, you know, a 50-story building without a parachute, hang glider, anything. Just just go ahead. Jump off a five-story building. I mean, <laughs> okay, you know. <laughs> stop. If, yeah. So we're feeble. We're feeble. Right. right? Exactly. You, know, yes. you get hit by a Mack truck, you're, look. You're, you're, but we have in our head that, okay, we are set and we know this to be absolute. And, yeah. and and we can't. Yeah. We can't. And um Yeah, and by the way, disclaimer, don't actually jump off of a yeah. <laughs> nobody jump off a building. I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm just saying, look, we are feeble and let's be honest. There's no, there's no sense in pretending. Right, right. And the one of the beautiful things of this this um attribute of God is that he can be known. We can know him. He's not distant. Excellent. 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 Um, Deuteronomy 4, 7, Jeremiah 23, 23. Uh, Jeremiah 23, 23 is kind of, it's like. And 24. Uh, yes. Yeah. He, he, it's, he's just kind of saying, like, isn't this true? Isn't this true? Um, <laughs> right. Am I not here? Yes, I am. Right. All right. So um, anyways, so there's some others. All right. And then immutable. Immutable. This one I talk about a lot, um, all the time. Uh, immutable basically just means that he never changes. Right. It, right. it never changes. Um, the 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 way in which he deals with a particular situation focused on a ultimate purpose that may change. The the what right. we see in the world may change may may shift but he doesn't change and 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 a lot of times we get caught up thinking oh well he said this one thing in the bible and then then there's something different in another place and we feel like he's changing or oh well that's not right or something like that but what we have to understand is with him giving us free choice, our actions have changed things a lot of times. Our actions doesn't change him. But if I know that I need to have a driver's license to drive a car, and I determine, and I, and I do everything safely and I determine well I'm not going to drive with that there are consequences to that that may change my actions so and what I'm just saying is that so many times we throw it out that oh well God changed his mind well God changed his mind when a lot of times it's not that he's changing his mind it's that Things, we have changed some of the process, just like in Jeremiah 29, 11, we talked about where, you know, he wanted the Israel Israelites to be in the promised land, to live in the promised land. And there were things that they were doing, disobedience, that they ended up in exile. 
It wasn't the promised land. That's not where they were living right then. But it was because of their actions. It wasn't that God didn't live up to a promise. It wasn't that God decided, oh, no, well, I was wrong. I'm just going to have them live here. No, the plan stayed the same. But because of the actions of the Israelites, some instances, circumstances changed. And I just want to say that because I feel like so. there's a lot of times that I've heard the whole thing of, oh, well, God must have not thought this work was going to work well after all. So he decided to do this. And he, we make him like us, that we just are, um, are on shaky ground. We're not sure what we're doing. We're, you know, and, and he's not that way. We can't put God in that situation that, well, he just doesn't know, so he's just floating through. It doesn't work that way. Right. Yeah, it, it, and it's, it, it's taking our experiences of life, the way we experience life, like every moment, every moment is a surprise. Now, does that mean that every single second we're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Oh, I didn't see that <laughs> second. No, it's because most of life is just kind of boring. Right, it's it's the same thing. It it it's not that it's it's predictable in that we can know what's coming in the next second. Right. It's that it's just not likely to switch a lot. But here's the thing, you know. And so we, then we begin to we we begin to define. Oh well, this is the way it's going to be. You know, you get you you um, you know a, a fourteen year old boy finally gets a girlfriend finally he's in like 14 for criminal okay so so he, you know finally gets a girlfriend and and she likes him and then they, you know he buys her a valentine's day card and because we're recording this close to valentine's day yeah. so that's what's in my mind he buys her a valentine's day card and gets her some chocolates and then on the 13th she breaks up with him is like oh i thought we were going to be for, together forever and you know and and, right. and you know, three days before she was writing his name. It's like, you know, Billy and Susie together forever. <laughs> right. And then on the 13th, and eh, not so much. Right. You know, I, you know I, I'm, I'm moving or anything yeah, else is right. more interesting uh, to me than you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, so we have these, this, these concepts of this is forever and it's not. Right. This is an, and this is the purpose. The purpose for this is about, you know, is it the, 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 that gives a good example. I know maybe it's everybody's had the experience, but you think, oh, I'm past that. No, you're not. Because what we do is we, we define life based on these fantasies of permanence in the temporal things that only that are only temporary we we fantasize them being permanent and then we think we know all of it we think we understand all of it we think we've got the complete picture and we don't we only know know things in minutia the only reason we think it's the whole picture is because all we can understand is the little bit we only have a little bit of understanding that's it we we can't understand it beyond that and so then we then whenever it does shift we think oh well the purpose was supposed to be about me being happy or the <laughs> having relationships or having financial security or blah 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 whatever and none of that none of that is the purpose right there is only one purpose god only has one purpose and you, and it has nothing to do with your finances has nothing to do with your relationships with people, although those are representative um, and they mm -hmm. are important, but that's not the purpose. The purpose is to join with him. Exactly, joining with him in permanence. That's the only purpose, the purpose of everything. What will it take to get us to join him with, with him in his permanence? Whatever it takes. Right. Whatever it takes. Right, right. And, and, and it's not a relationship that happens in heaven like you said just mm. it's going to happen there it's yeah. something that he wants here yes yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. okay um 
Yeah, okay. We said we were going to spend about two minutes on each thing, and that is not true. We already already twenty nine okay. minutes into this thing. Okay, so. so let's go on. So this is gonna this is gonna go on eternally. Oh, <laughs> no! But God is eternal. <laughs> nice um, segue. Here we go. He 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 doesn't have time limitations. He doesn't have. Um, he doesn't have any limitations and you can go back and listen to our unlimited God podcast, Mm -hmm. but he is perfect. He goes beyond all time. He, um, it it says he's the creator of the ages. He's endless. He is Mm -hmm. always has been always will be in infinity. Yeah, and, and, and I'm not going to add much to this other than things that I've said in previous podcasts is that people conceptualize eternity as a long time, and eternal is not a long time. It's not a time <laughs> at all. Right. <laughs> it's just always. Right. It's just, yeah, it just is. It, it It's not a time. And so when... You know, we and we use eternity. Oh, like I just said, just jokingly, I said, "Oh, this this podcast is going to take an eternity." <laughs> well, it can't. Right. Nothing can take an eternity because eternity is not a time. Or it's, I'm on eternal hold. Right. <laughs> on right. the telephone. No, you're not. You, you, <laughs> no, you're not. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. So if we go on, because that one's pretty simple. Um, if we go on. The next three we can almost kind of do together. So we have, I think so, if you think. So we have, I mean, I'll, I'll explain Sorry, them, but here's, here's I'm going to say the three. Means. Here's what that pause means. I don't know what Jeff's going to say. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I'm going to just say the three, and then we can go with it. So omnipresent, which means that he doesn't have any space limitations. He's everywhere all the time every part of the universe doesn't mean he's in creation or that he is the creation it just means that he is present everywhere um he is omnipotent in that he can do all things he can't contradict himself he nothing's too difficult for him all things are possible with him and then omniscient God is perfect in that he knows all things. So he knows our heart. He has knows has all knowledge and events that are to come. So omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient. So I want to talk about – so omnipresent, we've talked about that before. We talked about this, the sand concept of a, a grain of sand on a, another planet, whatever. Um, so if you didn't hear that conversation, listen to the last podcast. Um but I want to talk about this omnipotent, okay. you know, all-powerful. So, in being able to do all things. Look, here's 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 where we fall short in this one. We fall short. We fall painfully short mm-hmm. on this one because what we do is we think, okay. So, the things that I tried to do on my own fell a little bit short in that. It didn't work out. We think, well. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that God can do this. I'm pretty sure that God can do things that were that I can't do. Now, maybe that, you know, this really talented person could do it too, but I can't. I'm not able to. And so we 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 when we say God is omnipotent, God is all powerful, completely capable. We're not talking about capability from any human standpoint whatsoever right Right. it's not measurable right right we're not talking about even the combination of all human capability of all human power and in capacity combined like if we were in a in a football game battle with god (laughs) all of us against him it's not even a competition. It's right. not. It's like you know, and that's over. Okay. Right. Well, that was fun. Um, it's it's silly 
it's completely silly how little we conceptualize when we think about all power, all. When I say all power, I mean all power, Mm -hmm. everything. All power beyond the power that you believe is powerful enough to be in existence. It's beyond that. Right. I'm not even sure that right. sentence made sense, but I think <laughs> it did. There was a concept inside my head that it did make sense. Well, and part of that is that nothing is too difficult for him. And and our problem with that a lot of times is that if it doesn't happen, mm. <laughs> then then even though we may not say it's too hard for God, in our mind it's like sometimes, oh, well, it's just – you know that's too much and and it has nothing to do with how big god is or what he can or can't do a lot of times it's just our own desires in contrast to his but yeah yeah it, there was a there was an episode of the middle that I remember watching where mike heck and he's talking to a youth pastor on there and the youth pastor is like hey don't you want to talk to god about it and he says i oh, know you know the the, the cults are in a rebuilding se- season, and, you know, and I so I, I, he's got enough on his plate already. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got to deal with, with, you know, Andrew Luck, I think, is, was the quarterback at the time. You know, so I need him to really pay attention to that, and, you know, right. I'm fine. It, and I know that it's just a sitcom, and it's silly, but that is the way people think, even in the church. People think, oh, well, he doesn't have time. Oh, you know, look, because it didn't work out the way you ignorantly and, and just deal with it. If you don't like me using the word ignorantly, it's true. We are we are all ignorant because we're not the next thing that we're going to talk about. Yeah, um, and I, I was just going to say that um, or a lot of times we will go along and say, okay, well, I can handle this. I can handle this. I'm not going to bother him with that. <laughs> yes, it, but again, his ways are not our ways. His purpose is not our purpose. Our purpose is often about our own desires, our own needs, our own fears, experiences. This is the way I'd like it to work out. I'd really like to to have a bigger house. So God, can you get me a bigger house? I didn't get it. Um, you must not be God. You must not be capable all silly it's all ridiculous it's all just (laughs) completely ridiculous and it's because we don't understand and we don't understand because we are not omniscient like god is god is omniscient and when we say omniscient just like with omnipotent meaning all powerful omniscient means that he knows everything and he knows everything beyond our ability to even understand what is knowable right right one of the biggest things that has helped me in life is when I've been, and, and I'm not saying I've been perfect in this, there's many times I've fallen short, but what I try to do, if something waylays me, something comes along that just knocks me back that I didn't expect, something that is hard, somebody passes away that I didn't expect to pass away or didn't think it was their time, or, or things happen with finances or jobs or the coronavirus or anything like that one question that I have or one thing that I've learned to say to myself is that yesterday God already knew what was going to happen today Mm. so it's not a surprise to him and it helps for me even just to know that even though I don't understand it even though I can't control it. It's not beyond God, and he's not surprised. And, and, and that's huge in a lot of ways, because I can step back and realize I don't have to know what all, what's going, everything that's going on. I don't have to control everything. It's he's still in control. Right. It's only um, worthy of fear because of our inability to perceive and to understand. It's only, right. it's only worthy of fear. We're, it's only fearful because we are not omniscient. We are not 
omnipresent. We are not omnipotent. We are none of these things that God is. He is everything. We are not, but we want to be. We pretend to be. Mm-hmm. We fantasize as if we were these right. things. And then when we fantasize that we know and we're, we're, we're all knowing and we're, we can do anything we, you know, we set our minds to, okay, then when something comes against us and, and oh, well, I didn't see that coming, oh, I thought you were all knowing. Come on, where'd that go? What happened to that little, <laughs> right. th- you know, attribute that you had yesterday? Whenever things were really simple, and and all you were doing was sitting around watching sports all day in your underwear. Well, <laughs> then suddenly, you know. But then now today, oh well, you got this this bill in the mail, or or your right. your plumbing has sprung a leak, um, and you don't have the money to pay for it. Oh. What happened to that? Come on, come on. Where were you? Where are you now, bro? It, right? Because because suddenly we're no longer what we fantasized we were. And here's and I love what you said because what you're we're saying and this is why this is so important. Understand this: that we're not God. He is God. And if we understand who He is and we understand His purpose is just us joining with Him, us uniting with Him. He's invited us into this. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to work our way to it. We can't. It's not even possible. And, and he's, look, he's saying, I am the real deal, mm-hmm. not your fantasy about yourself, not this, this delusion that you create, but I'm the real God and not, you know, the, the God of finance that you create or, you know, or, you know, whatever. I mean, think historical and current idols that you create in order to 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 have this fantasy of control over it i'm not he's not that god he is the real god and he's invited you into into intimate now relationship not eventual but now relationship right Right. now 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 unity with him within his his spirit right and 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 there's a practical process for that it's in scripture we, we're, that's not the conversation for today. But, um, okay, number nine. Yes. Um, I'm not sure that I'm going to say that word. Incorporeal. Okay. Uh, in, incorporeal. God has no body or parts. Even though in Scripture it does say the hand of God, it's not talking about, you know, like a, 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 an a physical with, hand. Yeah, an appendage with some phalanges on it. it right. You know, he, he does, he, he's not limited right. that way. Right. Um, we are. But, but, you know, we have to understand, we have, we have to speak from our perspective, something we do understand. So when we say in Scripture when it says the hand of God, it's not saying he has a hand. It's, it's something we understand. That's how we do stuff. God does stuff. How do you say it? Okay. Right. Well, it makes sense. And, and that's John four twenty four, Numbers 23, 19, um, 1 Samuel fifteen twenty nine. Those all explain that God is not yeah. a man, doesn't have a body like we do. Yeah. And again, there are there are a lot of websites. We got this from a website. I got this from a website probably three or four years ago, um, and I've been using it. And I, I apologize. I wish, wish I could give credit to where uh, I got it from. Does yes. it say? Yes, it does. It's from the Creation Research. Christian Research. Oh, sorry. Institute. Sorry. The Christian Research Christian Institute. Research yes, Institute. there we go. There okay. Go. I, okay, I could remember. Um, yeah, so thank you. Thank <laughs> you to the Christian Research Institute for your information. Um, we are dispensing that to the world. All right. Um, so it's it's a really, I, I found it to be a fantastic list. All right, so incorporal, no, no body parts. Um, okay, in one. Number 10 is God one. is one. Yes. And, and there are so many references to, to this. Um, just spend time looking it up. I mean, you know, the, the Shema. Um, Hero Israel, the Lord is one. This is, this is the triune God. This is, there, he's one God. He's unified. That's his nature. Uh, we've talked about that. You know, right. The, the, right. The oneness of God, the, the, that's his core. I and, and, and I recognize that I'm not saying this is the the 
This, this well, maybe I am going to say this. I'm going <laughs> to say this is this is the essential. This is the essential nature of God, the attribute of God. This is the essential. Right. They're all essential. So it, there's there's not a good word. I don't know what the good word is here <laughs> to to be able to say, but everything really stems from this attribute. Right. Um, everything, everything that he is, he does. Everything stems from this, and this is essential. I, I, we urge you, for lack of time, we can't go into it more. We've gone to it some. We'll go into it and, in another And we episode. may have one at one time that just talks specifically about this. Yes. <clears throat> because I think even where the confusion comes outside of just other gods that people set up, even in history for certain instances, the idea of the, the Trinity a lot of times confuses people. Mm-hmm. And I think at some time we may have a podcast that, that goes over that. We can't today. But at some time, we will. Yes, yes. All right, number 11, he is creator. We've already talked about that quite a bit. Right. Um, created all things, made all things, um, etc. Okay. And then he, God is personal. So um, he's, he wants to be in a relationship. That's one thing we keep talking about, too. He... Um, even though he is infinite and all-knowing and all these great things, he's also a personal God. He's the God who walked in the garden with Adam and Eve. He, right. He's the God many times through Scripture came in personally with things, and that all comes, even now that we can, you know, we don't have to go through a priest. We don't have to go through someone else to be able to communicate with God. And it's because he wants that personal relationship with each one of us so we can um, know him. Yeah. And, and, and I will add to this and without going into great detail, <laughs> um, but this, this in connection to the oneness piece that we oh, talked yes, about the, this so this personal and then the oneness piece is reflected so remember what we said that he is transcendent he's he's different that he's he's apart from his creation however his creation does reflect the shadow of his nature and this is one of those areas where where the creation what he has created everything of, of, of his creation is reflective of this nature now, how does personal and and the creation reflect have anything to do with each other? Everything. Mm-hmm. So when we say so, without going into Lion King and you know the circle of life and all that stuff, but but everything is related to everything else. Okay, so so you know if you're a scientist, you understand how how everything interacts with with everything else. If you mm-hmm. if you kind of resist that idea understand that it's there is a there is an order to things and there's a process by which everything interacts and and impacts everything okay um so as simple as that here's the point it's not to say again as some people would say oh well that means that that is god no creation is not god um god created creation but it is a reflection a shadow of his nature and this is that nature that personal nature and so it is interpersonal it's personal and interpersonal it it has an impact that is his nature was always his nature before creation it was always his nature always has been always will be um, in himself as the triune god personal right uh, the paracoresis we talked about last episode and 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 that's one thing where we talked about how the creator isn't his creation mm-hmm. well with what jeff is talking about as well you know a an antiques dealer can look at a painting that may not have a script uh, a signature but a lot of times they can look at it and if it's a famous artist they can tell whose work it is because of those little things that are specific 
to that artist. And in the same way, God is our creator, there are um, there are things within us that reveal those those details of him the and when you say the shadow or the reflection it's you know the painting isn't the artist Mm -hmm. but you can see who the artist is through the painting yeah exactly right exactly good okay all right so the next one is incomprehensible um god is incomprehensible so here's here's the thing that frustrates me with with not this truth because this is true right it's it's what people do with this they take this incomprehensible and go oh well you can't really understand god and so why even try so so i'm going to throw it out yeah yeah so and so let's just kind of go through and so i'll make him as big as i want him to be okay there we go okay let me just say (laughs) that there are people getting married all the time and did we change episodes (laughs) no people getting married all the time (laughs) and what do guys say about women they can't figure them out (laughs) they don't know everything about them and yet they still try the views of don do not necessarily (laughs) reflect the the (laughs) views of this station or jeff plunkett i can figure me out (laughs) So, <laughs> anyway. See, I but, can be silent. It is possible. <laughs> it is entirely possible. But for what silence. I'm saying is, as, as humans, there's still things we don't understand and we don't comprehend, but yet we push to learn. We try. And yet when it comes to God, because it seems so big, then we just put that aside. Right, it, but it's so important to understand what we can understand, to, and to understand that one, he's not, he's not, however big we want him to be, because right. that's 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 silly. That makes no sense whatsoever. There's eight billion people on the planet, or nearly eight billion people on the planet, so he's different, right, for each one. That's that's ridiculous. Um, so forget that statement entirely. Um, but. But he is incomprehensible, and here's why. Here's, here's what that means. That means that, look, we only have so much capacity to understand, and we can only think about one thing at a time. We can only give, we can only give attention to one thing at a time. It's part of our, the way we've been created, right. part of our design. And, and, and so we, and we can't, we're not omniscient, as we said earlier, we're not omnipresent, we're not omnipotent, we're not all of those things. So we can't comprehend as finite, as finite beings, finite beings, we are finite, we're fragile. That's the same as what Mm -hmm. I said earlier. We're fragile beings, we're finite, we're limited. Extremely limited is the way I put it. Um, But he is unlimited. He is that far distant from us in capacity. And in so how do you describe unlimitedness? We do the best we can, but even when we describe it, all we're doing is expanding beyond our little teeny teeny worlds right. to to be we're still not even remotely getting close to unlimited. But we again, we do. You know, we have a book coming out eventually, um, whenever <laughs> whenever it gets done and whenever we get it published. Um, but it's called the Unlimited God, and in, in within it, we 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 expand the concept of who God is within it. But it's still all we're doing because look, the bar is pretty stinking low, right? <laughs> the way people think about God, right. it's it's really low. So obviously we can't describe God in his genuine unlimitedness because the limited cannot understand the unlimited. Right. That's, that's far beyond our capacity. But we can easily, easily increase the, the concept of our God. And, and in, the, in the Word, one thing that Jesus did, a lot of times he would say... I do this 
so you know the Father. I do this. And so he, he yeah. is revealing yes. God. He's part of that triune God, but he's revealing God to us. Right, right. And, and one of the things it, it, you know, that goes to what you just said there is so whenever people take this one, they go, oh, he's incompre- incomprehensible, he's, he's beyond understanding, I can't understand him. And so, but understand that this is one of, see, all of these, all of these attributes work together. Correct. You cannot take one attribute and say, oh, well, that's all God is, and then the rest of them ignore entirely. And that goes back to our quote. Because right. if we take it away, we just weaken our concept. Right, right. Um, so they all work, all of these pieces, all of these, these, this, these attributes of God work together. Correct. Okay, and then the last one, and we've only got five minutes left before it's, we're 15 minutes over. So... <laughs> Okay. We're, yes, yes. Uh, we, if we want to stay under an hour, we've got to be done in now four and a half minutes. So the last one is morally perfect. And I, before we started, we, I said, you know what, you're going to have to hold <laughs> me back on this one. Um, wow. So here's what we mean by the – here's just a few things that, that uh, Christian Research Institute lists. They, they, they talk about him being good, holy, righteous, true, loving, wrathful. Okay. So I want to talk about good uh, mm-hmm. just for a moment because this is one I like. I really like talking about. People say, oh, he is good all the time, all the time he is good. Great, fine. That's a, that's a great mantra and it is entirely true. There's nothing untrue about it. Right. But here's, here's what I like to say. I have 100% faith, 100% faith in God's goodness. I have 0% faith in our ability to recognize what is good beyond our own needs, wants, fears, and experiences. Right, because usually when we say something is good, mm-hmm. or, oh, that's good, you know, that's a good thing to happen, or this tastes good, or it's, it's based on our personal opinion, and something I think is good may not be good to someone else. And we can't look at God that way, and it doesn't waver. Mm-hmm. What he says is good is good, and it doesn't come down to how something tastes or anything like that. It's just in the world, the way things work may not always seem what we think is good, but God is still good. Right. So the ignorant trying to define good by on right. from our own ignorance right. that's that doesn't make any sense so that's not and that's not even faith so if we're saying i have absolute faith in god then i'm going to have absolute faith in god and it doesn't matter how this thing feels it doesn't matter if it if it matches up if i'm competitively in the world in this world if i'm competitively advantaged or disadvantaged by this event that doesn't define whether it's good or not. That defines whether I, I get an advantage or not. Right. In a temporal world. What right. do I care? What difference does it make if I get a temporal advantage in a temporal world whenever I am living on permanence? Right. Right. Definitely. Bada bing, bada boom. All right. Anything else done? No. One thing that I, that I would say to look in, in these morally perfect attributes, um, one thing that we, we do struggle with is the one that says wrathful Mm. and it says that god's moral perfection requires him to show displeasure against anything which seeks to act contrary to its moral purpose scriptures here psalms 103 romans 2 5 romans 11 22 hebrews 10 31 um just understand that god is just as well too and it's hard for us we want to think that oh he's good and everything's perfect and he's just a big teddy bear (laughs) and and he is good and all of those things but he has there have been consequences to actions throughout history throughout the bible and and i think that's hard for us to understand we won't go a lot into it but i just wanted to throw that out that it's it requires thought yeah exactly his his wrathfulness is good 
Yes. His grace is good. Right. Both of those things. And when, but in church, oh, his grace is good. I like his grace because his grace means that I get another chance. 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 Right. His wrath is also right. good. His his wrath is infinitely good, and it's beyond our ability to even understand how good it is. His wrath is good. And the reason why the purpose between behind all of it is to pull us back to that invitation to join with him. Mm. That is an excellent end. Fantastic. (laughs) Thanks, Don. We're out of time. All right. Bye-bye. To learn more about the Truly Unlimited podcast, Alethe's resources, No One Dismissed, a comprehensive ministry plan for addressing intense emotional pain, or our other resources, go to alethesresources.com. And Alethes is spelled A-L-E-T-H-E-S at latethingsresources.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.